What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. Why don't you do your own thing? Why don't you get your own thing? That's mine. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Try harder. Hey, hey. hooker. hooker. <laughs> okay. Hey, hooker. Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk. My name is Alex. My name is Corey. And today we're talking about sober curiosity with my what, lovely what? sister, Erica. Hello. Welcome back to the show. My gosh, you're the first time that um, you're our first guest to come on three, three times. Pete. Three P. Three P. Is there a reward for that? Yes. yes you get a t-shirt. <laughs> or you get a pizza socks. You get pizza socks. <laughs> you get pizza socks. Oh, Yay. that's funny. Just what I needed. That's oh, exciting. Oh, yum. Yeah. So before we um, dive into sober curiosity, let's uh, go through our Wednesday wisdom. I'll start first because mine's not necessarily wisdom. It's just me complaining about people. Um, if someone sends you a text message or an email requesting your (laughs) immediate attention, not necessarily immediate attention, just asking you a question or a favor, even if you can't oblige or you can't do the thing they're asking you to do, have the common courtesy to respond to them. It has happened to me too much. And I'm just wondering in my life, when have I created this bad karma that is coming back to get me? I, I don't feel know. like it's I feel like it's my bad karma coming back. And I make it a point if people email me for subs or text me to sub their class, I make it a point to answer them whether I can or I cannot. And it's just driving me bonkers that people aren't responding. And if you can't do it, then just say, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Don't ignore me mm, i don't ignore you and then ask you to sub something yeah some later. oh my gosh it's so frustrating like the amount of text threads <sighs> i have where it's just me asking them and then nothing and then like a week later they're like hey can you sub my class I'm like, no one i'm busy two i'm busy respond to my friggin oh it's frustrating mm. so i guess that's my rant and wisdom respond nice. to people <laughs> My Wednesday wisdom is to, uh, I was gifted a new planner by Tony. It's like an action planner. It's like goals and stuff. It's been really great because mm-hmm. then every morning I walk into the office, I write down all the things that are on my mind to do. Mm-hmm. So then they're on paper and I can just cross them off one by one. The other advice I do have. Do you know what that planner is called? <sighs> yes. It is <laughs> called. The the (laughs) it is called the The full full focus focus planner. planner. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, it's called the full focus planner. (laughs) Also, if you have something to do during the day and it takes less than five minutes to do, you should do it immediately. Hmm. That's my new thing that I'm trying to do, Hmm. and I'm gonna do it every time. 
but I'm trying to, if it only takes, if it's only going to take like less than five minutes, just do it right away. Is that specifically the planner? No, that's just, I heard someone, uh, I think I read it on Reddit. It Mm. was like, someone's like, what's one thing that you've done that's like significantly improved your life? And someone was like, if it takes less than five minutes, I do it right away. It's like, that's a cool thing. I could have put my socks away this morning. Takes less than five minutes. Really? But I didn't. <laughs> I mean, well, you didn't have that wisdom back then. Now you true. do. That's true. Speaking of wisdom, do you have any wisdom for us? Um, my wisdom is, if you need help, ask for it. Hey. Yeah. So I just finished a project that took way longer than I anticipated. The final steps. Um, and I ended up reaching out to everybody that I knew to see if I could get help. And that's what got me through. Cool. Cough, cough, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd do anything for you. But if I did, because I didn't know how to do it, I was able to like put you in the right contact with the right people. So mm-hmm. you never know who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Exactly. Yep. That's what I learned. Mm, mm. That's good. All right. Let's talk um, about getting sober. I feel like I am going to be asking most of the questions. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, you don't really drink. Mm-mm. And, and neither you do really you. Yeah. Guys, is this an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely have some things to say. Um, but yeah, it just has never really, really interests me. Drinking? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when I was in high school... And I started drinking. I feel like I even also, then you were always like the DD and stuff. I right? was. So. <laughs> I was. And I was the, I think I was the last of all of my friends to, to, to drink. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just like didn't really interest me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely had my mistakes and moments, moments, but um, probably nothing in comparison to Corona. <laughs> <laughs> um but I will say, since I have um, haven't been doing sugar this month, mm. I have had more thoughts about, like, ooh, I could go for a glass of wine right now, or ooh, and I think it's just my body trying to find any way to get sugar in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> That's um, another topic for a podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, I kind of want to hear from you, too, and I think we'll start with Erica, so, um, was that two years ago that you did your meditation? Yeah, well, it started two and a half years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so, insane. Erica um, decided to um, become a meditation teacher, and in her training, um, no drugs or alcohol for nine months, which mm-hmm. was the duration of the training. While you were living in New York. <laughs> well, I had just, just moved to New York when yeah. I was 21. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was, you struggled with it a lot. It was, it was challenging for you. And now you have a completely different outlook on it. So can you take us back two and a half years ago? What were your thoughts? What was struggling? What was the most struggling like part of that? And then how you kind of came around to where your mindset is now? Yeah, totally. Um, I can take you back even farther. So mm-hmm. I started drinking when I was like 13, which is very young. Um, and it was kind of a big part of my social life, like throughout high school um, and even what after high school you when you're, when you're I was 13. in seventh grade yeah that's, that's really, crazy yeah. yeah so it was kind of like a big part of my life starting at a young age um so throughout all of high school like that was the only way we socialized was like no matter what we were doing it's like okay well you know it's always more fun <clears throat> if there's alcohol 
Um, and I was on board with that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was like, but then towards the end of high school, I kind of started getting over it. I was like, okay, you know, all of my social life revolves around drinking. Like, why is that? Um, and I always wanted to do more wholesome type things and like explore other avenues or just drink less, but none of my friends were on the same page. So I was just like, okay, I guess this is just what I do. Um, so then I moved to Hawaii and I kind of started drinking less, but not really. It was still like a pretty big part of my life. Um, and then I got to New York and so from 13 to 21, like this was the main way that I socialized and I saw this meditation program that was nine months long and I was like, oof, do I really want to do this? Like, and I mean, thinking of it, even at the time I was like, Erica, like this will change your life and you're going to consider not doing it because you can't drink alcohol. Like that is a sign of something. Yeah. Um, but I had been following my meditation teacher for at least five years doing his meditations and I really wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, so nine months of no drinking, no drugs, the drugs was fine. Um, I'm okay with not doing that for a while, but, um, but yeah, no drinking. It was really, really difficult. Um, Especially in New York. Especially yeah. in New York. Especially Everything not revolves having, around drinking earlier. Yeah. yeah, not having a friend group yet. And yeah. working in the restaurant industry. Yeah. yeah. It's like a triple whammy. Yeah. I was also bartending when I first yeah. moved here, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Nuts. yeah I remember um, you were probably sitting here on the couch and being like, I just moved here. You know, I'm finally I'm legal to drink. Like, I want to be able to enjoy all aspects of New York and... Go have a drink if I want to. Yeah, it was also going to be one of my first winters, and I kind of, like, romanticized, like, oh, you know, drinking mulled wine or, like, drinking spiked apple cider or whatever, yeah. And so, like, that was already what I was fantasizing about. Yeah. Um, Like, not even the act of getting drunk, but just the act of drinking and, like, connecting with other people through it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think, like, one of the harder parts, too, was that it didn't feel like it was my decision to not drink. It kind of felt like it was imposed on me, even yeah. though it totally was my decision. Yeah. Um, but that was like but always But you could have internal. gone through this meditation course while drinking if yeah. they hadn't said yeah. anything. Yeah. And I mean, he even said like, obviously, like if you're going to drink, you're going to drink. And I won't know. Like there's no way he yeah. would have known. So I could have, but I had Some more kind of integrity cheating yourself. than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, the whole point of it was to really sit with your thoughts, your emotions, your tendencies, Mm -hmm. and, like, see how you use these substances that are in everyday life for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Um, Because I realized, like, you know, oh, I'm bored. Like, this would be a fun activity. Or, oh, I just had a long shift. Like, why don't I reward myself with a glass of wine or a beer? Or, like, oh, you know, going out with my friends. Oh, celebrating an occasion. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many things. speaking of celebrating an occasion, you decided to do this, and that following, that was the end of summer, I think? Was um, it was actually September? October 31st. Oh, October. Um, and then we had our bachelor, bachelorette party planned at the end of January, and then our wedding in April, mm-hmm. and you had said, I want to have be able to have a drink with you, and I want to have like a glass of champagne, or celebrate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there were definitely... Yeah, and all of the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve. Yeah. 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 So that was, it was really difficult. Um, But then, 
Yeah, it was a huge struggle. But then at the end of it, I moved to Nevada City, which is this, like, super hippie town. Like, there's... I, I started studying Ayurveda there and building a community there. And, I mean, Ayurveda is, like, very... a very It's all about health and healing. Um, so most of my classmates didn't drink. So I finally had, like, a friend group I could socialize but not have it revolve around alcohol, um, which was very helpful. And then seeing other people not have it as a like main event in their life kind of showed me like oh like this it can still be I can still have a fun life without alcohol um so the meditation program ended but I still didn't drink um and slowly like I mean I I did end up having a glass of wine once (laughs) in Nevada City um and then I traveled and I didn't drink like I went to festivals and I was sober which was I thought it was going to be harder than it was, but it actually wasn't that bad. Sober um, as hard as you think it's going to be. Yeah, well, and after a year already of, over a year actually, of not drinking, I kind of got used to like socializing and expressing myself yeah. without yeah. a crutch of being able to like let loose or whatever. Do you feel like you, um, you relied on alcohol to make you feel more comfortable in social situations? That was the, yeah, that was the hardest part was that... I had been so accustomed, like, my whole life socializing, basically. I mean, except when I was a child, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, some may argue you were a child. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. But, I mean, that was when I was, like, becoming more self-aware and, like, detaching from my actual childhood. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, I had used that as a way to not have any worries socially and, like... Because I also do... I have, um, like... I don't want to say suffered from anxiety, but, like, I have had problems or difficulties with anxiety, um, which is one of the reasons why I started meditating in the first place. Mm -hmm. So social anxiety especially, like, I just had always masked it and used alcohol to to be like, you know, whatever, like, I can, I don't know, not worry about that. Yeah. Um, So I definitely, yeah, used it for that. Yeah. Crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so you went through traveling abroad through these festivals sober, and now you're back in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you feel now about drinking? Do you still have some of the same struggles? Do you drink now, now that you're kind of quote unquote allowed to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I still have some of the same struggles, but I'm not sure if it's more internal or external, like... I feel like one of the biggest struggles has been just the way our culture is because there's not many, like, oh, yeah, I went to the sober bar. There's not even really such thing as, like, a bar without alcohol at all. Well, isn't the classic definition of a bar? I don't know. they serve alcohol? Yeah. I guess so. So, yeah, but I guess what I mean is, like, there's no social setting similar to a bar (laughs) without alcohol. Yeah. Um, so they, I, there's actually a place called Listen Bar. It's, um, it's like a pop-up bar now and it's trying to promote sober nights out. Um, yeah, because there's, that doesn't really exist. So I went to that, which was great, like to have an outlet of, there was karaoke too, which like I hate, but, um, (laughs) that's a different story. Sober karaoke is probably a lot less messy than drunk karaoke. Yeah, a lot less messy and a lot less fun. Just, (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just... That's, like, my same thing as the social anxiety, so. Um, Did they serve drinks there? Did they serve? Yeah, they had mocktails. They were really delicious, too. Oh, nice. Cool. But, um, yeah, I definitely still struggle because 
there aren't many outlets, but I feel like now a lot of my friends are kind of on the same page at least, or like they know where I stand with it. Yeah. Um, so we explore other outlets and activities to do together. Um, I still, I'm still figuring out my relationship with alcohol because during the training it was obvious like, okay, there's no drinking, but then after it's kind of been, okay, well, what do I want? Like, where do I stand with it? Yeah. And a big part of myself, I feel kind of rebellious in a way of like pushing the status quo and like not going along with like conventional Mm. socializing. So there's a part of myself that like uses that as like a fire. Like, no, I don't want to drink. Like everyone is just brainwashed. Yeah. Um, It's so true though. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. So I'm still trying to figure it out, but, um, I definitely think it's healthy to, to not drink yeah at least for an extended period it's so much healthier for you and a lot of people and Corey, you can answer this too um a lot of people find um make pressure uh, like anxiety i guess around verbalizing i'm not drinking totally and i've personally never had a problem with that i think that's why i it took me so long to drink when I was in high school because I've never really... Have peer pressure I, problems. I, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't even know if I would consider it peer pressure. More like I feel like people are judging me. Like, oh, she's too good to drink. Or like, is she judging me for drinking? Or... Yeah. That's usually because... what it turns into is people who, when you tell people that you're not drinking, they internalize it as they're doing it. Therefore, they're bad because people know alcohol is not good for you. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember we went out to um, a, a gym function, and a lot of it's all always at a bar, always lots of drinking involved, um, and everyone kind of knows that I'm more healthy and don't not not that I'm more healthy than them, but I'm just I'm aware yeah. I, I'm aware of, yes I'm aware of my my choices, um, and so it's kind of like assumed that I'm not gonna like everyone asks me like Are you drinking tonight? Can I buy you a drink? Um, and sometimes I'm like, no, I'm okay. One time I was like, no, but I'm hungry. You can buy me food. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, but there's one guy and I've actually never asked him why he doesn't drink, but it was his birthday and I was with, I was standing next to someone who said, can I buy you a drink? And he was like, oh no, I'm okay, man. I'm just drinking diet Coke, like, or I'm drinking soda. I'm, I don't, I don't drink. And he said it in such a, um, the way he said it was like, thank you. Like, thank you so much for offering my choice is that I don't drink and I don't know I he's there were other words that he used that that I am not saying right now because I can't remember but I remember thinking that's a really good way of of phrasing it mm-hmm. and I don't know I never judge people for that so I don't know what others around that's me were thinking That's the hardest part about stopping drinking is ex- trying to explain to other people totally. why you stop drinking yeah. Yeah. I, in my experience Yeah, yeah that's I been would my agree. life Maybe he said something like oh I choose not to drink or I I wish I remembered the words but I remember when you chose to do sober October in last sober last October um, cause you've done two in the last two years you've done two pretty long stints of not drinking Yeah I think in the last two years I've I have not drank for like six months, maybe in total yeah. in the last mm-hmm. two years. Yeah, which for me, I mean, I if people listen to this podcast that know me, I'm a heavy drinker. Yeah, like I, I am a heavy heavy drinker. So, um, and you've expressed a lot of stress, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but also around communicating why you're not yeah. drinking to other people, and that's something that I've yeah. never understood because I've always been like, no, thanks, I'm good, or like, yeah, you can buy me food yeah. instead. <laughs> well, I also use it to mask feelings, and like, I have a lot of 
stuff going on, I guess, which is what was like fueling my drinking, but also the habit, like where I was working was Mm -hmm. fueling that, you know, if you're like bartending and it's like sitting right in front of you and Mm -hmm. you're you're not paying for it, you know, you just drink for free. Um, and everyone else, like it's a culture of just drink, drink, drink. So getting out of that was like the best thing ever. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to pay for alcohol. This Mm -hmm. is weird. $17, like, this is fucking crazy. So, I also noticed that, um, you know, the more I drank, the more anxious I got, and the more, like, Mm. I was stressed out, and it was, like, starting to affect you, but since I've, like, gotten out of that environment, and my drinking has gone, like, way down, like, my stress level has gone, like, way down. I mean, would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I feel like you're more stressed out than me now. I'm like very... I mean, I have a lot of stressful things in my life going on right now, but yes, I would probably agree with that. Right, well, right now, but like, yeah, yeah, I've kind of figured out... Yeah, I think also going full-time at Holly Lou has helped, Yeah, and you're in a routine, and... Yeah, I have a set schedule. And you've been working really hard on um, managing your stress, and you've been doing a great job about it. But I'm sure alcohol... Dude, yeah. Well, and I mean, I sleep so much better... And I mean, if I examine the root causes of like alcoholism, it's like my, I have a lot of alcoholism in my family, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, my brother struggles with alcohol. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I've struggled with it in terms of like chemical dependency, but like, it's definitely like a crutch that I use mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. you know? I think when you get stressed, you turn to it when you're avoiding, mm-hmm. like as Erica said, like yeah. being more aware of your thoughts and your feelings. Yeah. And I think that's you and your brother share that when you're avoiding sure. figuring out and like tuning in, you turn towards alcohol yeah. too. It's also when you don't want to make important life decisions or when you like are yeah. avoiding something, you know, uh, you could be, you know, have, feel like you have everything figured out. Um, but you know, you can struggle with that stuff. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, but doing, but yeah, going, going um i just haven't been drinking as much and even when i do the volume is like way less it's like way less than i was drinking before but yeah i mean um i had a lot of traumatic stuff happen when i was like 20 years old and i would like didn't deal with that for a long time and it came out sideways but i mean it's also just experimenting and like being like okay let me try Mm -hmm. to not do this thing that everyone does Mm -hmm. yeah and my anxiety, and because I started drinking when I was 14. Mm, I beat you by a you year. You beat me by a year, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it was, I was very much like, I had to be a part of the group, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the only one not doing the thing, and so I definitely got peer pressured into that, but um, yeah, I, experimenting with not drinking has been like one of the greatest things ever. Um, I'm sleeping better. I get so much more done. You know, my... Yeah, when you start drinking, I hear three things from you. You you lose sleep. a little weight, yeah. you sleep better, and your skin yeah. is better. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, there's... Well, I'm also reading... Uh, I have read most of um, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace, hmm. which is a really great... Like, if anyone's struggling with drinking out there, it's about, like, controlling alcohol. And that book really put, like, a lot of things into perspective for me. That was when... Because I stopped drinking, like, right before you left for school, like, I don't know, like, two years ago? I don't remember. Yeah, you, like, I don't... Well, last year, I don't know if you did Sober October, but I know that last you... Last year I did Sober October. You did? The year before I did not. Okay. 
I did. No, that's what I'm saying. The year before, yeah, the year you before, did not do no. Sober October. But you stopped drinking mm-hmm. somewhere maybe not December, but I guess, yeah, I guess it was right before I left for school. Mm-hmm. Because then I remember in February, you went to Kate and Justin's wedding and you had a couple of drinks there. But, but then like, when you came back, you stopped for yeah, months. Yeah. And at Kate and Justin's wedding, like those were all my old drinking buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those were all, all that's all yeah. I did was drink with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I went, one of the guys that is like the leader of that drinking group. He had brought mm-hmm. his daughter, so he left early, and I just left early and hung out with him. And like we played video games. Yeah. And then when everyone woke up the next morning, like they were dead. Yeah, and you they were. were dead. Yeah, and like that's the other thing. You know, I'm all about having a good time, and I still can cut loose, and like I'll still drink heavily. But like it's also like that's just every once in a while. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've kind of figured out what my relationship is with it, and I am also the guy that like if you tell me I can't have something. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Right. So like for me, if I want to say to myself, oh, I can go, I'm going to go have a couple of drinks tonight. And if I have too many, that's okay. Because tomorrow, like I'm not going to go, you know what I mean? So like I have the control to like be able to do that, but it's taken me a yeah. long time to figure that out. I think mm-hmm. when you cut anything out, like when I work with clients, um, I, th- one of the first things I tell them is reframe the way you speak to yourself about things that you're going to eat and not going to eat so instead of saying i'm not gonna have alcohol not not like negative Mm -hmm. words i'm choosing right to be sober for october i'm choosing to explore different ways to hang out with people i'm choosing to have mocktails instead instead of i'm not drinking right and that's also a way to make it empowering yes exactly totally yeah so what what are the what how do you phrase it when you're out with groups? How do you phrase when someone asks you for a drink cuz I say like that's so kind, thank you, but I'm okay. Well, the first like thing I usually say I'm okay. I mean, so before even that happens for me, what happens for me is like I have this person inside of me that's like you need to drink hmm. 700 beers tonight. <clears throat> like that no, I mean, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Like there's the thought of having one is the thought of having 100, mm-hmm. which I know is addiction behavior. Like I get that. Yeah. So, like, first I'm like, okay, dude, like, we're going to take it, no, relax, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not drinking. But that's the hardest part, is getting over that, like, urge. Mm-hmm. Then if someone's like, hey, man, like, can I buy you a drink? I'll just be like, no, welcome. I'm good. Um, or I'll be like, actually, you know what, man, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a little bit of a reset. Like, I'm not drinking for the next so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, cool, great. Yeah. Like, people don't care as much. And if anyone gives you, like, shit, like... The, the bigger of a fuss people make about you not drinking, the bigger drinking problem that they have. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, for me, I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't really drink. That's that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. End of conversation. And everyone's like, oh, cool. Like, no one really cares. Yeah. And But do you feel like over the last two and a half years, that anxiety has, like, did you feel that same relaxed feeling when you first stopped drinking? Yeah, I think the difference is like my own feelings in the setting yeah so like if I were to be going out and then I know there's going to be alcohol at the beginning when I first stopped that would be like triggering for me and I'd be like oh my god like why am I in this situation it wasn't that the act of saying no I'm not drinking to someone it was just the act of being around that environment and not drinking Mm -hmm. but now it's like oh okay like I can handle myself like I can still have fun I can still be talkative I can still be myself Yeah. yeah It's really weird. I've been working for one of the world's like largest liquor distributors and it's all about 
getting more people to drink and getting more people to drink and getting more people to drink. And it's really weird because, like, I'm, I feel zero urge when I go into that place mm. to, like, have any alcohol. And it's everywhere. People are drinking all the time. I'm like, yeah. it's, like, 2 o'clock on a Wednesday and people are drinking whiskey. I'm like, this is, this is, something's wrong here because alcoholic is literally gasoline. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking gasoline. Yeah. That's what it is. It's ethanol. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. And no one... No one feels good. No. After drinking. Try to feed try to feed whiskey to a dog. Like try to feed whiskey to a horse. Try to feed whiskey to any other creature on earth that's not a human and they're like, "Fuck, this is bad for me. I, yeah. I will not have this." Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the points that I think that's what um keeps me from not drinking very much. I mean, I joke that I like to have my I like to eat my calories rather than drink my calories, but also like it's the same reason why I don't eat a lot of junk food because I know I'm going to wake up the next morning and I'll feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing for me is to, no, I don't. And we yeah. went, we hung out with Tony and Sarah, um, um, as like one of our last goodbyes. And we had a couple drinks and it got to that point where I was like, if I keep drinking, I'm going to feel like oh, shit tomorrow. So yeah, I stopped yeah, too. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, I stopped too. I stopped. I did a hard stop. <laughs> and surprisingly, the next day did not feel... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel hungover at all. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about um, about that. But yeah, I mean, that book really helped me. Because like I... When you would go away from like back to school... Mm-hmm. I would just get bored and I'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm just at home. I'm going to grab some beer and like yeah. drink. And then I would drink like way more when yeah. you were gone mm-hmm. because I, it was, I think it was just like literally out of boredom. I'm right. like, oh, Alex is at home. Normally we talk and make dinner and like watch a show and then we go to bed. But now I'm like, oh, I'm by myself and I'm bored and I'm feeling, you know, sad that you're gone. I'll just mm-hmm. sit at home and drink. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, there's something wrong here. No one should be drinking alone. Yeah. You know? Uh, but that was when I like kind of stopped and I, and it felt great. Yeah. You know, I mean, anyone that's sober curious, I would say there's two things that helped me. One is uh Reddit. There's a Reddit thread called Reddit stop drinking where they do like daily check-ins and their like whole motto is like, I will not drink with you today. People post stories about their sober mornings. Like it's kind of like a source of inspiration since I'm always on Reddit. Like I subscribe to, like I can see what people post. Um, and they give you like a little tag, uh, like a little banner that says mm-hmm. like how many days you've gone without drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are constantly resetting the badges. Like, you know, people are like, oh man, I went a year and I drank last night and I have to reset wow. my badge. And then like, you know, but um, that was big. And then Annie Grace's book for me was like a really, uh, and she has a podcast and I subscribed to her newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a it's a relationship that you yeah. choose to have, but anyone that knows me knows I love to party. So it's like yeah, well, my it's big, also shaking it's, it's shaking that it's your identity persona yeah, that I'm okay with too now, right? Because I'm not working in a restaurant and I don't hang out with a lot of friends, you know, mm-hmm. like you guys I hang out with and the people I work with, but I don't have a large social network anymore that I feel responsible for maintaining. I'm like focused on work and. I come home and I do, I, you know, it's just my life has changed. So mm. I think it's also circumstantial. Yeah. Anyone in the, in the food industry drinks too, way too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm, I mean, I'm still in the restaurant industry, but luckily there's no alcohol at my yeah. restaurant. So that's that huge. Helps yeah. That's sure. huge. Yeah. Because it's also like, I can still socialize with my coworkers too. Right. And, yeah. 
there's that level, but there's no alcohol involved, which is really good. I mean, dude, there were brunches where I'd walk in at like eight and we'd start drinking yeah. at like 1030 mm-hmm. just to get through like the what yeah, the I mean, shit that was going exactly. to happen. Exactly. And like, yeah. why not? Why not? If you're going to be at a shitty place that you don't want to be at right. and you get free alcohol with your friends, coworkers, yeah. then like, yeah. it's hard to resist. It's nuts. But... Well, I remember um, talking with you and your brother when he was here um, about about drinking, and I, one of you said something like, um, um, well, it's just, I can't remember what you said, something about like it's just more fun or uh, alluding to you can't have fun at a social event. Well, <laughs> <your> stomach. <laughs> um, like can't have fun at a social event without drinking. And I really questioned you and really pushed you and both of you and said, I think some of the, f- like, funniest things that's happened <clears throat> to us and some of the funnest times we've had together have been sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're more aware and I just, I, I just don't believe that it's more fun with. I, yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's also someone's own personal journey, though, because yeah. you have always had, like, a comfort. Comp- comfortability with yourself and your yeah true that's why it's also kind of hard to hear you talk about things like that because you don't have a struggle you don't get it (laughs) no i mean i'm not trying to sound like no i'm no i'm serious that's how i felt sometimes when i was doing my training like i remember one time you were like you know erica you really need to shift your your viewpoint of it and i'm like yeah i know i do like that's (laughs) what i'm trying to do that's what i've been trying to do but also like you don't have the same experience yeah I mean, there's not not to say that's not to say that you don't struggle with certain things, but like you don't have and have probably never had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, Mm -hmm. which I can say I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone that hasn't struggled with it, it's that whole you can't take someone where they've never been. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that monster doesn't come up inside of you when you think about having a drink, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a monster is maybe a bad word, but it's like that urge to just like go from sober to not feeling anything and that's the other thing thing. that was one of the biggest things that changed for me during the program i realized that i would get this urge like after a shift at work it's like oh my god i just want to like get fucked up and realizing that really changed my life i was like holy shit like what is this and why why do i need to like forget about everything right and now that urge doesn't even come up yeah. Which is right. insane. I and didn't think, think that would ever happen. Yeah. And like think about, well, yeah, that's amazing, first of all. But think about what happens after you like go out for a long night of drinking. You wake up at four o'clock in the morning. You're like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. You're sweating. It's terrible. Your fucking head hurts. You got to pee. You're like drinking water, like trying to remember, you yeah, know, what happened. Yeah, and then you don't even remember Did what I embarrass myself? What did I say? Mm-hmm. And then you like, then you... Spend the whole rest of the morning trying to get over that feeling. You have coffee, you have food. You like you finally feel right again. You get done with work and you're like, "Fuck, I want to go drink again." Mm-hmm. It's this vicious cycle. Yeah. And I don't think people talk about it enough. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why when you said you want to talk about, it, like, you know, it's a struggle for mm-hmm. a lot of people. That, yeah. Like, don't. And it's there's a stigma too. Like, if I like for, you know, for anyone to be like, "Oh, I struggle with alcohol," is like a big taboo deal when it's like super fucking common yeah i mean and i would venture to say 85 percent 
of New Yorkers drink above whatever the way above Mm. whatever the national average is Mm -hmm. and thinking of the stress that they experience too like that's partly why i mean i've seen 40 year old men pound like 11 double titos and sodas crazy (laughs) talking about you riley (laughs) (laughs) i'm like holy shit you know and i've never been like there but also like whoa Mm -hmm. whoa yeah so if you or anyone is struggling uh, I would actually love to hear from you and hear how how other people handle it because yeah. you have a very different path than I have. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you're you kind of did this program. Was it like a hard reset on your body? Like what happened to your yeah, body? Yeah, that's actually the weird thing is I didn't really notice much physically. It was all like mentally and emotionally for me. And you did your sleep improve? I haven't really had much problems with sleeping, so. Mm. It's kind of the same thing with this sugar thing. Like, I yeah. don't really notice many effects in my body, but same. it's mainly same emotional and mental and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Huh. But that's yeah, just would, me. Yeah, I was excited. Uh, yeah, I was excited when we did sugar to see like how it would affect my body. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, same. I haven't. I wish there were like right clear rewards because I mean, I feel like, like oh. your skin. Both of your guys' skin looks great. I feel yeah, I mm. mean, I don't, I don't know. I've also been using new skincare products. Hey. I mean, yeah, it could be a combination of both. It'll be interesting to see what happens if you when you go back. Well, I had sugar yesterday, so yeah. <laughs> I also think that, like, I mean, for men, like, I what I also enjoyed about like not drinking is like something happens around like five o'clock in the morning where your body gets this gigantic hormone dump from like a good night's sleep. Hmm. So it's it's literally like giving you testosterone at like the highest volume because you're sleeping really, really well. Mm -hmm. So you wake up and you have like all this energy and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. I mean, you're not putting toxins into your body. So that's why you're feeling, you're seeing your skin get better. You're seeing that you lose weight. One, alcohol is like, oops, alcohol is um, calorically really dense Yeah, and it's sugar and there's nothing healthy in it. Right. (laughs) So your body doesn't know how to process it and so that's why people get a lot of skin problems you don't sleep well because there's so much sugar that your body's trying to digest your sugar well not only that there's there's a certain amount there's a lot of science that suggests that like sleep architecture sober sleep architecture is like the most important thing besides Mm -hmm. like i don't it's like the most sleep is like the most important thing right so like when you're drinking you're essentially hitting yourself with like a liquid baseball bat in the back of your head. Mm. You're not sleeping. You're mm-hmm. unconscious. Yeah. Right? You're like, so the sleep architecture and all of the things that would normally happen in your brain are happening because your body's like flushing out all of this shit. So, yeah, sleep is like the number one thing that like really improves. Yeah. So, I'm about to do another like month, I think, soon. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, that's it. That's one more thing I want to ask you. Um, and maybe you can chime in as well, is you've, you've done this long, like, run of not drinking. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to drink again, and what was the kind of conversation around it? And um, I feel like it's been... You, you, I think you started drinking again in January? Yeah. Yeah, from start, stopping in October? Yeah, I mean, you had a little bit around sober October. I did sober November, like some in December. um, Thanksgiving, you had some yeah around Thanksgiving. Yeah, but like also, 
Yeah, I mean, but last year you did a really strict run of it. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it again this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I also think as I like as I get older and I'm trying to do that, I also I feel I need a crutch. Like I I feel that way. I feel like when I come home I need something, which is also you know a very addictive personality. But um, getting outside of that and just spending a month or two here and there for me is like a big deal because it adds up mm-hmm. you know yeah so, so if i'm doing like a, why did you decide to? i don't know i feel like i was just like I, th- I think i was just out with someone and i was like oh i did two months i'm gonna have a drink mm-hmm. but i definitely don't drink as much yeah when i go out anymore it that was like, like a, from just hearing that maybe after when you stop and then when you start again is like when you feel you know that you're going to have a drink. It's not from a place of like, I need to get fucked up. Right. I need this drink. It's more like, yeah. oh, I feel really comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And like, I, th- I think it's fine if I have one drink. Yeah. yeah. That's where it is. Because I also yeah. remember there were, when you did your really long um, portion of non-drink, not drinking, that I remember one time you were like, yeah, I just, I ordered... I was out with a friend. We I ordered. They had a non-alcoholic beer, so I got a non-alcoholic beer. Oh, I love a non-alcoholic beer. And it was beer. like fine. I really enjoyed it, and I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I can't really explain it. Like if I decide I, I think, to have it, I just I'm like I'm gonna do it because I don't like to have restrictions. I don't like restrictions. Yeah. But if I can identify the pro- like the problem behavior, mm-hmm. which was. The underlying root of I was unhappy in my job. I was, yeah. you know, not where I wanted to be. Yeah. And that's like, that's the fire that gets me. Because I'm just like, so many people in our society are unhappy. And yeah. so many people are just masking it with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally. true. That's what I mean. That's what I do. I know a yeah. lot of people that do the same thing. So then I'm going to put you in the hot seat for a second. Mm. Um, I've recognized that you've been bringing home six packs pretty regularly mm-hmm. in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there something in your mindset that has changed? Like, are you aware that you're doing this, or oh, are yeah, you falling totally. into a habit? No, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's falling into a habit. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I like have to like pinpoint. I'm not super stressed out at work. I mean, I'm a little. So, stressed, what makes like, you decide I'm gonna go and stop by and get a six pack on the way home? Um, I don't know. I just reward. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. Because I've noticed it in the last, as I said, two weeks, and it has that hasn't happened. You haven't brought home a six pack in a really long time. Yeah. And there's been lots of beer in the house recently. Yeah. Well, I also know we have someone staying with us too, and I do like to do like socially drink with people. So, but yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like falling back into like whatever, but um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay. I just... Sorry, I don't have, really have an answer no, for that's you. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, any last closing thoughts? Words of advice? <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> just have my hand, head in my hands. Um, I would just say, like, if you've never not, if you've never gone a period without drinking, then maybe try it just to see what comes up. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people have a lot of fear. I, he had a lot of fear around it. You had a lot of fear. Around I mean, it. a lot I of fear isn't yeah. a lot of fear wasn't isn't how I would describe it. It was, it was the thought Resistance. of like never having to do it again. And once I let go of that, I was like, and again, oh, like never drinking. Annie again. Grace's book was like, you don't have to quit drinking. Mm-hmm. 
Like you yeah, picked this book up. Yeah, just be healthy. You picked this it, book up because you around it. Right, but you also picked this book up because maybe you think you might have a problem. Yeah. So like, oh, and if you never it. stop, then like you don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, and also I've spent more time sober in the last two years than I have in the last fifteen, mm-hmm. and that's pro like that for me is progress. You know yeah. What I mean? sure. So like, I'm learning a lot about it, and you know, it's not doing it as helping me kind of become more of who I want to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like my drinking habits before would be like I would have like six drinks and then like come home with a six pack and just get fucked up and be like blacked out, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so again, justification for sure. Yeah. I'm justifying my behavior. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I I it's funny cuz I was actually talking um with my brother who's also like sober and I was telling him, I was like, I think I'm actually going to take April off. Cause like I'd have been drinking a little bit more. We've had some celebrations some parties and like gone out with friends. And yeah. that's the other thing. If, if I'm drinking regularly with friends, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should go pick up a six pack. That was fun. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's also, that might be why too. Yeah. We've done a lot of celebrating and saying goodbye and mm-hmm. parties and yeah. I think that's partly why I am still so strict on myself with drinking because I don't want to fall back. Like, I don't want... Yeah, it's easy. I don't want that to be, like, my go-to social thing. Yeah. But I will say, like, I did Sober October with Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer and Ari Shafir and, like, all those guys. And that was so fun because listening to listening to people talk about sober october and it like it's also like this oh i'm doing sober october with with joe rogan (laughs) so it's like oh shit you're doing that too like and that's kind of this really cool community of people that are like no drinking sober october and then it's like celebratory right but why can't you do that all the time yeah it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy because then they do a big episode at the end of the month where they all get absolutely shit-faced hammered afterwards and they throw away like all this and it's like that's like when we went on the hike and we got to the top of the hike and And then they're like oh i can't wait to go get like a cheeseburger at mcdonald's or something after it's interesting yeah people yeah yeah that's funny um well i thought it would be um on theme if we did our most embarrassing stupid (laughs) thing maybe maybe a flashback yeah um well, and I, I, I can I can share my most embarrassing stupid thing and kind of what made me stop drinking as much. What? Is when I was a senior in high school <laughs> and we had sober grad night. Sober grad night. And, Alex goes full ham. And I was the one who said to my friends, I wanna be I do wanna be sober. I wanna be able to experience everything. I don't wanna drink. And maybe this is the only time I fell into peer pressure or maybe I just decided, okay, one shot is going to be fine. Because my small group of friends, the one five of us, three or four. Um, said, well, can you just do one? Can you do one shot with us? And I was like, okay, fine. I'll do one. And um, I don't really know what happened. And I got so, so drunk. You had more than one, right? Oh, I had more. Okay. I had way more than one. And, um, and you also weighed and I, like I mixed, 90 pounds. Yeah, I mixed alcohol and... Yeah, it was just a hot mess, and I don't even know how I got in to sober grad. Like, I don't know how adults didn't recognize how drunk mm-hmm. I was. I think I threw up before going in. Oh, someone Jesus. Someone maybe told me. I'm not sure. But someone finally called my dad and said, you you need to come get her. She's not doing too well. Um, so he came to get me, and you weren't allowed to leave until it was over. So That's somehow crazy. they snuck what? me out. 
Yeah. You're stuck in there? That's very strange. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to lock you in a room. Yeah. And the worst part about it is my dad knew that I was drinking a little bit, um, but my mom didn't. Mm. And she had volunteered to help clean up sober grad night. And I knew she was going to ask me, like, questions about what it was, but I don't remember anything. So it was in, it was really, I had to tell her, like, I was drunk and I don't remember anything and dad had to come get me. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely the most stupid, embarrassing thing um, that happened to me around drinking that I can remember. Um, ish. Remember it. Yeah. But that... Yeah. I thought... I mean, it's funny to say that I was 18 when that happened, um, but that really... From then on, I was like, yeah, I don't need to drink. <laughs> I really recognized that that was where it went from zero to 100 really quickly for right, me. Right, right. See, I had a lot of experiences that went to zero to 100, but I didn't stop. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I mean, I've had several. I've also haven't stopped. Like, I've had... Well, you've stopped going to 100. I mean, I've had a couple of nights here where... In uh, the six years that we've been here, I've seen you be sick like three times. So I have had mistakes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I've had plenty of embarrassing moments. Do it, Corey. Do it. No, I was going to say Color Fred, but I want to talk about Color Fred. Um, The time I threw up on you, that was pretty embarrassing. Oh, way to just ruin it. No. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's embarrassing. People want to hear that. I got really, really drunk and threw up, and Alex probably saved my life. Probably. Because I would not have woken up. She wasn't like, get out of bed. Can you paint the picture a little bit? I don't want to paint the picture. It's embarrassing. (laughs) It's It was with my friend Cameron, and we got very sick. And we might or may not have had sushi beforehand, and Ooh. it was really gross. Yeah, but I know it. I I end when I tell that story to people. I end it with like, "Thank goodness he threw up on me because I would have died. He would have died because he was laying on his back, mm. and he like turned to his left, which was where I was, and, and threw up on my chest. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined your nightgown. You didn't ruin my nightgown, and as I said. Thank gosh you did because I don't know if I would have woken up and yeah. you would have choked on you would have yeah. choked on your own throat. Yeah. yeah. I did lay off after that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough night. Yeah. Don't drink tequila and rolling rock, kids. And have sushi before. And don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh what about you? Um, well I was not aware we were gonna be doing embarrassing stories. You don't have to alcohol. do you don't have you to don't do have that. to. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I have enough to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess I'll choose Inspired by your story, the one of when I was 18, I think I was 18, maybe I was 17, and I was going to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, remember this That story. was a bad one. <laughs> was uh, bad. That was, like, probably one of the worst for sure, but I got very, very, very drunk, um, and I went to this basketball game in high school, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I just remember being really drunk, and then, like... All of a sudden, I was there was a cop there, and you're like, "Oh no!" And I I remember him asking for like my my mom or my parents' numbers, and like usually my mom is very laid back and like chill, so I would rather have called her than called my dad. But like I was so drunk that I didn't know her number, which oh, is yeah. crazy because I still know it to this day. <laughs> and I gave them my dad's number, and then the next thing I know, I also like had to sit in the back of the cop car while. And while I was waiting, which like sucked, um, I think I also like cracked my phone. But anyway, so then my dad comes and like apparently I really don't remember, but I was like yelling at him and my stepmom the whole way home. Like I was just crazy. 
And I woke up the next day and I was mortified, like so embarrassed. It was terrible. And, um, my dad was just kind of laughing and like made me chilaquiles and was talking about like the best hangover food. I know. And I was like crying because I felt like, yeah, because he was so amazing about it. That it's like, you know, that guilt. Yeah. It's going to be me. I'll be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't know why I, I don't know why when I was younger, I felt that I could, I think it's because our dad talked to me, at least to me, about, about drinking and saying like, I know you're going to do it. It's important that you talk to your kids about it. My parents were prohibitionists. They were like, absolutely not. But I'm going to fucking do it Exactly. Yeah. But my mom would never said, my mom was never like, don't drink, don't drink. So I don't know why I decided not to tell her. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't know, maybe because she was, quote-unquote, the, the stricter one, which she wasn't yeah. even that strict, but... I think you have to t- have an open dialogue with yeah. kids. And, like, Definitely. you can't... I mean, I don't know because I don't have kids, but, like, I would hope that I could be open and honest with them enough to be like, hey, let me tell you some crazy, stupid shit that I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I know you don't think I'm cool, but let me... Like, there yeah. are some really important things. And also, like, I feel like if my parents would have been like, okay... When you drink, this is going to happen. Like you, it's like, I never got like My that, dad like, did tell me that. Training of like, don't mix. Don't have more yeah. than, don't have more than three or four. It's based on oh, your body weight. my mom always said drink water. Drink like a whole thing of water after my you drink one drink. My parents never said that. Never. Yeah. It was all prohibition stuff. I mean, they were also really clueless. Like I used to smoke weed outside of the, like my bathroom. And, like, <laughs> they had no idea. But like, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Anyways. Anything, uh, what made you laugh the most? Uh, I think. Well, just like 10 minutes ago, we were downstairs <laughs> doing laundry. Um, we were downstairs doing laundry, and I left a uh, toilet Kleenex. piece of toilet paper in my pocket for my gym shorts, and it went like literally all over. It was like it specifically targeted my clothes <laughs> and not your no, clothes. No, it definitely got on mine. But she, Alex was pulling them out of the She's like, not my problem. <laughs> not <laughs> my problem. Not my problem. And you picked up one black shirt and it was just covered. So covered. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, hmm, I know, I know who did this because I don't use toilet paper or mm. tissues. I use Kleenexes. True, true. That's, that, that's the same thing. You use a handkerchief. I use, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said Kleenex. Yeah, I use a handkerchief, so. Yeah. Um, but it was, we had a good laugh about it. That was pretty funny. We did. And now you're going to finish doing all the laundry because I have to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what, anything made you laugh a lot this week? Um, I'm sure a lot of things made me laugh, but one time um, stands out. So I was watching <laughs> Game of Thrones because I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones and I was watching it with someone who has never seen it before. And um, it's at this scene where the main or like one of the main characters is skinning a horse or something, something really disturbing and like disgusting. Yeah. And I was taking a sip of my tea and he was like, oh, I was like, I really don't want to see this. And he's like, oh, you don't enjoy watching like animals be skinned. (laughs) And I started cracking up right as I was drinking my tea and it fucking I could not breathe. I went down like I inhaled my my tea. And I couldn't breathe for, like, a solid minute and was dying of laughter. So, yeah, that was probably the funniest thing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Also embarrassing, so. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation. what was your funny thing? Oh, it was the same. Oh, same Same. thing? Same, same, same. I know. Sorry. We have a lot of these sames, but, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
I think this is a good conversation that we had and I think that it's good to um, talk about it more and um, it, it is definitely a sensitive subject because you don't want to make other people feel judged or um, yeah but I think it's it's good that we have this conversation and definitely as Corey said reach out if you struggle if you have tips if you agree disagree yeah. with anything we said love to hear from you yeah cool Okay. Thanks. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been looking at that for a while.